best part of waking up is having hope in your cup. I'm Stephanie Winslow, and thank you for coming to Cup of Hope podcast. Uh, it's my privilege and honor to be with you. Thank you so much for stopping by the channel, and I know that you will find hope in your cup to be full and overflowing as you dig into the Word of God with us in uh, study and also in prayer. So grab your cup and let's fill it up with the hope that God has in store for us. Thank you for joining and enjoy the show. Grateful to be with you this morning to bring to you a message from the Word of God. Now let's lift up our cups together today and ask the Lord, Lord, would you fill us up today with the hope that you have in store for us? through the power of your word. God is faithful to give us what we need to fill us up, to fill us full to overflowing. Uh, he wants what's best for us more than we want what's best for us, more than we under, even understand what is best for us. Um, we've been having these conversations in uh, our home a lot with my girls, and I'm just so grateful that... Um, they have been verbalizing their grieving of my mom. Um, and I know that that in it of itself is a gift. It is a major blessing that they would even have the courage to say what they were feeling or thinking. Um, and I'm just so grateful for that. Uh, but we have just been talking so much about God's plans and his his path for each of us and though we have so many questions and even though our hearts hurt we can still continuously go back to the truth of God's word the truth of his character the truth of who he is and that he understands immeasurably far greater than we can even comprehend what he's doing and um, we were reading a devotion out of Jesus always uh, a couple of days ago, and it was just that reminder, the reminder that God has a plan and a path for us, that he is walking out all of this with us, and that he sees us in the middle of our hurting, that he he's not uh, immune to feeling or seeing what's going on. He doesn't cover his eyes and pretend like we're not hurting and just ignore us. No, he's intimately engaged with us in our hurting and he can meet every one of our needs. He can fill up every hole um, that we have. And I was even um, just talking to a friend this weekend, kind of the, the description for me that physically how, how loss has felt to me is this... Um, when my brother passed away, I felt like I could describe it as a physical pain, like someone just reached into my chest and grabbed a hold of my heart and just ripped out my heart. And so there's this like, this aching and stretching. Um, it's, it was just painful. Like my, my chest, my heart felt painful. It was hard to even breathe or catch my breath. and. When my mom passed away um, almost two months ago, um, that same heartache hurt, but it was, it's almost, it feels like the cavern has just gotten bigger. 
right? That that there's it, there wasn't even time for for my heart to be healed from our first loss and for that heart to be restored into my chest for for my breathing to really get back to a normal rhythm before we went through this next loss and tragedy and i'm not saying any of this to to say um or you know to get pity or anything that's not why i'm communicating this i am communicating this because i need you to know for those of you who are walking through these things that you are not alone in the midst of your processing through loss and the questions that you might have the 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 difficult things that you're going through the the physical pain that you might be feeling from a, a loss of a person the the emotional drain and exhaustion that you might be feeling um i get it i'm i'm here with you um but we serve a god who is so good and he is so incredibly um, faithful and and worthy of our attention and our focus and our praise and our gratitude and our um, and thanksgiving and I know from us there are so many things that have happened and my girls just being able to to verbalize and to talk about what they're feeling that is a huge win that is a huge blessing and so my heart of gratitude um, is is just growing um, and and just continues to to bring me to my knees in in awe and um, just the beauty of all that God does, all the beautiful things that He works out, all the the blessings that even come in the midst of some of the hardest and most difficult seasons of life. I know for many of us, this weekend um, is a hard weekend, whether it's because you've miscarried um, or you've had multiple miscarriages, you um, have lost a child or um, haven't been able to get pregnant or you've lost a mom or a, a, a precious woman in your life who meant so much that was like a mom. This weekend can tend to be a very emotionally uh, challenging devastating time and i don't want to ignore that i don't want to ignore um what we're walking into because it's up close and real in my own life um i'm uh, i've said multiple times like i kind of just want to pretend like it's not happening <laughs> this weekend and just pretend like it's another day um but i again i know that my my God is faithful and he will give me the courage and he will give me the strength as he has done every day before today. And he will continue to do that. Um, so that has nothing to do with what we are talking about today, but I just felt um, pressed to talk specifically about that and and not ignore what we are walking into this weekend and not ignore the heaviness of emotions that many may feel um and also the the celebration for those of you that that have moms that have children celebrating the gift of that relationship um celebrating the joy of 
the blessing of being a mama and blessing of being having a mom a blessing of being a part of a of a heritage of faithful women um that's something that i have been focusing on a lot is it's just this generational blessing which does bring us to our topic today this week we have been talking about telling the truth when it's easier to lie and we looked at the life of David. The, the, on Monday, we talked about Nathan and his rebuking of David. He rebuked David for the sin that he committed with Bathsheba and then also then furthering his sin by having Uriah the Hittite, Bathsheba's husband, killed in battle. Um, he was trying to cover up and cover over the sin that he committed. So Nathan rebuked him. Nathan the prophet rebuked David for that. David's response was a heart of repentance, which we talked about on Wednesday. So we have rebuke and repentance as David's response to Nathan's rebuke. And then today, I want to take us to 1 Kings 15 verses 1 through 5, which really hammers home the restoration uh, and faithfulness of God, even in the midst of our unfaithfulness, but through the, the restoration, through the, the repentant heart of David, through his faithfulness of having a heart to follow after God. And yet, he made a big mistake, two huge mistakes. He repented for that and he moved on. He repented. Uh, we read in... Um, in the psalm on on Wednesday, how uh, just how brokenhearted he was over the sin, how repentant he truly was. That repentance means that we're turning around, never to to go back to that same place, that same sin. It means we're walking away from it and leaving it behind. Um, and I believe that God has some things that He wants to teach us today through this passage of of looking at First Kings fifteen. Um, I'm going to read this to you. Um, Abijam began to rule over Judah in his 18th year of Jeroboam's reign in Israel. He reigned in Jerusalem three years. His mother was Makkah, the granddaughter of Absalom. He committed the same sins as his father before him, and he was not faithful to the Lord his God as his ancestor David had been. So Abijam, or however you say his name, um, was ruling over Judah. And, uh, and um, this is a couple of generations after David was the king. And it compares, in verse 3, it compares Abijam and David together, saying that Abijam was not faithful to the Lord God, but David, as David, his ancestor, had been. Here is the kicker in verse 4 and 5. But for David's sake, the Lord his God allowed his descendants to continue ruling Shining like a lamp, he gave Abijam a son to rule after him in Jerusalem. 
So we have Abijam, who his father before him was not faithful. He did not follow Absalom, did not follow in the, the ways that David had been walking, his faithful ways to God. He was not following the path that his father laid out for him. Then we have Abijam, again, unfaithful, and God still continued to bless their throne and gave Abijam a son who would then rule after him in Jerusalem. In verse five, it says, for David had done what was pleasing in the Lord's sight and had obeyed the Lord's commands throughout his life, except in the affair concerning Uriah the Hittite. David had been faithful to obey the Lord's command. He had done what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, except for the one issue, the one affair with Uriah the Hittite and Bathsheba, which we know from reading scripture that David repented of that sin, that David turned away from that sin. So he shows us that he plucked David out of a field being a shepherd, being a common man, being the youngest son, having really no connection to the throne. God handpicked him out of a field because his character had already been birthed in the field where he had been a shepherd, where he went to battle, where he went to fight against. And we had just talked about this um, within the last couple of weeks about talk, David and his fight against Goliath and that character development that we saw. Um, David had a repentant heart. He understood his place and God's authority. He understood God was the one in charge, that his job was to fall into alignment with what God was asking of him, as crazy as it seemed and sounded. And he was faithful to pursue after the heart of God. He was faithful to do what God was calling him to do. And it was because um, God, or because I, I believe a lot of the blessing at, that David experienced, the generation's experience was because of his faithful heart, right? We're told that. So God rebuked David and it was his repentance that led to a place of restoration for David. He was restored back to God. And I, what I just have such a hard time wrapping my mind around is that yes, his, his relationship was restored to God, but God's covenant with David did not change. God's covenant with David there was kept um, the same, regardless of who was on the throne at that time and whether or not that king was faithful because of the covenant that he had made with David. If you read Psalm 89, I highly recommend reading that as well in parallel to this. Psalm 89 just walks you through again the covenant that God made with David that his um, uh, his descendants would, would rule on the throne of Israel and Jerusalem for generations, for um, all of all generations, it said you will have kings forever. You will have king enthroned forever. 
And we know that that king ultimately became Jesus as he took the throne, throne um, and he was a part of David's lineage. And I just, I, this, because it's Mother's Day weekend, because this has been such a, a topic in my life lately, as I've just been reflecting about my family, both sides of my family, my mom's side and my dad's side, the, the blessing that I am living out of now is because of the faithfulness of the generations that went before me. The generations that went before me who were faithful followers of God. And now I am reaping, uh, I am reaping the blessing of their faithfulness and my kids and their kids and their kids after will reap the harvest of the faithfulness that I am investing in now. The reaping, excuse me, the sowing that I am doing now, they will reap just as David's, uh, just as David's descendants were reaping the benefit of his covenant, God's covenant with David that someone from his descendant line would rule over Jerusalem and Israel for generations to come. We get to be a part of that. And I, I, I will sit in awe and wonder of this question of how much of the blessing that I am living in has nothing to do well with me, one, because I... I it just doesn't anyway. It's because of God's goodness to me. And it is because of the faithfulness of people that the generation that had come before me, my great, great grandmas, my great, great, great grandmas, my, um, my mom and my grandmas on both sides, just the, the faithful generations. And I do not take that for granted. And I think that this speaks of so much about restoration because we think that because we've made mistakes, that that somehow severs God's faithfulness to us. But the mistakes that we make don't change God. They change us. And it's an opportunity for us to be restored back to God, to be reminded again of God's faithfulness to allow him to intervene into our lives, into the places and the mistakes that we have made, just like he did with David, that he restored David because of David's repentant heart. The restoration doesn't come without repentance and it doesn't come without receiving and accepting the rebuke. The rebuke has to be received and accepted and then the repentance has to be the response from our heart. And then restoration is just the outflow of walking in obedience to living in a heart and having a heart of repentance toward what we have done against the will and desire of God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just come before you this morning um, with a joyful yet heavy heart, living in the balance of both, uh, just carrying the weight of, of grief, of sadness and, and loss, 
of just desperately missing my mom. And at the same time, sitting in the joy of the blessing of the faithfulness that you have shown to my family for generations. And just like you did for David, Lord, I know that you are faithful. Even when I am unfaithful, you are faithful still. Just as you are faithful to my mom, just as you are faithful to my grandmas, as you are faithful to my great-grandmas and beyond. God, I thank you for the heritage of faith. Of faithful women who pursued your heart just like David did. They were women whose hearts desired to know you, who desired to live according to your word, who desired to be, um, to be servants of others, to serve well the communities that they were a part of, to serve well their families, to love with a heart of abundant love, so thank you, Father, for this example of seeing this restoration work done in David's family. That even though generations were unfaithful, you were still faithful to the covenant because of David's faithfulness and his heart of repentance and his desire to love you and know you and to serve you. Father God, I pray that you would just fill us up today with this reminder that how we are living and working today, uh, where our, uh, how we choose to serve you, what we are choosing to put into our minds and into our hearts and the outflow of that as we're pouring in your word, as we're pouring in um, your truth to ourselves, the outflow of that will bless generations to come. Because of our faithfulness and obedience, our hearts toward you. But Lord of God, I am just so thankful also that our mistakes don't change your faithfulness to us. You are faithful still. You are faithful still. Thank you, God, for all of these things. Would you bless each and every one? Would you touch the hearts of the mothers out there today, those who, who so long to be mothers? Uh, God, I pray that you would touch and open wombs. I pray that you would um, heal broken hearts of those who have lost children. Father, I pray that you would just bless those and, and bring comfort to those who are missing their moms or their grandmas or the special women in their lives. Father God, I just pray over to our hearts for comfort and peace and that you would change our mourning to joy. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Thank you for being with me today on Cup of Hope. Be blessed, be well, and I will see you back here on Monday. Bye-bye.
Blessings to you, Cup of Hope family. I hope to see you tomorrow as we join back together on Cup of Hope. If you're in need of more hope or more resources, you're looking for something to read or dig into uh, to find out more about God, you can go to my website, stephaniewinslow.com, stephaniewinslow.com, and find more helpful resources there. Blessings, Cup of Hope family, and we'll see you tomorrow.